Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about open enrollment for health insurance and what that means, how to get coverage when you have pre-existing conditions, and affordable health plan designs for budget-conscious families. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode with John talking about insurance. And, and listen, y'all, today we're talking about health insurance, which is a topic that's probably least understood by me. And I think <laughs> people, because I don't even understand how, I don't, I don't know where the money goes, how it, <laughs> you know, what, what it pays for, how it works. And uh, and this is probably John's, one of John's best expertise. So thanks, John, for coming on again. Uh, sure. What? So it's open enrollment, right? You were talking before it's open enrollment for for health insurance. Like, first of all, like, what does that mean? How often is enrollment and, you know, what's all involved in the process? Yeah. So typically the term open enrollment um, is geared towards over 65. So Medicare age people, the term for uh, health insurance or general, um, you know, medical major medical insurance is for anyone that's under 65. And that's November 1st to December 15th every year. So essentially what happens is if you um, are what's court, uh, what's it's affordable care act, or a lot of people refer to as, you know, Obamacare because it, it was under his time in office. And so it's going to be uh, where there's no health questions and there's no pre-existing conditions. So anybody can buy health insurance uh, throughout the year. It's just, you have to be healthier in order to buy it. If you want to buy it anytime, there, there's a lot of options that typically are actually more cost-effective if somebody is super healthy and they don't want to have to go through, you know, um, underwriting or they're able to go through underwriting, I should say, they're able to answer health questions. So there's several options There's short-term options. Um, there's health insurance alternatives like um, faith-based plans or some of the, uh, maybe people have heard as MediShare type plans where it's essentially like a sharing Christian organization. So that those, those plans you can enroll in anytime during the year, but you have to be healthy. So if you're not healthy or if you've had a pre-existing condition, something that's more major, something that would be not covered or excluded, then your window is November 1st to December 15th. Essentially, this um, what's called your special enrollment period for health insurance is every year and you're looking for a January 1st effective date. So if you miss this window and you try to enroll after December 15, then you have to wait a whole other year um, to enroll in coverage. So it is a really critical time. Um, this also applies for people that have employees um, and they want to uh, get coverage for their employees and they want group coverage. There's also a special enrollment period as well. And um, anyway, it's just, you know, there, there are options all throughout the year for, for everybody, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that, that, do not qualify during the year. So this is a nice time that if somebody, uh, we just talked to a client this week, um, I'm sorry, last week, and they 
uh, found out their wife's pregnant. They don't have any health insurance and the baby is due in April. So the nice thing about this time is that even though they're not going to have coverage until January 1st, they are going to be able to enroll here in the next you know few weeks. And then their enrollment, their coverage will start January 1st. And then uh, future follow-up visits, checkups, and then the delivery will actually be covered as of April because they got the coverage um, set in place. And there's no quote-unquote pre-existing because even a pregnancy is considered a pre-existing condition. So interesting. And like, have have you have you seen like what the? Because I imagine uh, without underwriting that uh, I, I'm assuming the coverage is more expensive, but maybe it. Because here's what I never understood about it, and I don't know if there's an answer to it, but mm. if if normally they would not accept the risk, and now they have a window where they will accept the risk for people, uh, how do the insurance companies pay for that? Yeah, well, they pay for it um, solely by the sheer amount of people that are required to have it. You know, we've you know since there was the mandate that you have to have some type of health insurance, you have to show there's some type of health insurance. That's the only way they're doing it by numbers. You know, they're basically averaging out the the risk. And so during this window where everybody can get it, you know, yeah, they are taking on more risk because the reality is, is that there are other health insurance alternatives you can get that are outside of this special election enrollment period. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the likelihood that more people are going to have um, health issues during this period is, is higher, but you know, a lot more people are covered in general. And so they're collecting premiums from healthy people as well. Um, but you're right. I mean, the, the short answer is sometimes this coverage is a little more expensive than the other coverage. However, you know, it's traditional coverage. It's, you know, it's major medical coverage. A lot of times the other plans are, you know, short-term plans, which just means that you can only get them for um, 11 months or 12 months at a time. So you are basically uh, restricted that you're going to have to buy a new policy every year. We try to make that butt up to um, your enrollment period. So for example, if somebody came to us in July or June, we would only put them on you know a six month plan because we don't want them to get past their enrollment period. So we'd put them on a short-term plan for the partial month, or I'm sorry, partial year, so that it would butt up to their special enrollment period, and then they could get on a plan next year. So what I'm saying is if the plan only goes for a certain amount of time, if we put them on a 12-month plan, but it was the middle of the year, and they got diagnosed with cancer in May of the following year, they would be outside of their special enrollment period, Mm. but yet... The, now they need coverage and then their coverage was short term and they had to qualify to get it. So um, that's another kind of a, a red flag. If anyone out there has a, a short term plan and they and their short term plan ends mid year, they need to reevaluate that now because um, they could get in a really bad position. You only want to write short term plans to match up to special enrollment periods because you want them to have the ability to get into uh, traditional health insurance. OK, no, that's good to know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things, obviously nobody likes, it's a necessary evil. Um, You know, some people based on, you know, custody or uh, divorce decrees have to carry health insurance, you know, on their kids. And sometimes, you know, people obviously based on their health just really need coverage. So there's, there's plenty of reasons why, you know, you should have it in general, but there are a lot of uh, affordable alternatives. So if somebody's, you know, wants to be budget conscious, 
they can always have a higher deductible, you know, higher max out of pocket, and they can have something in place. You know, my my thought process is is I'd rather be on the hook for five or ten thousand than be on the hook for two hundred and fifty thousand. I mean, my what my son went through when he was uh, this is like eight years ago, nine years ago, our bills were eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars in medical bills. So you know, I'm definitely understand the value of insurance. And, you know, I think we paid about 16,000 out of pocket over those two years, but um, it's definitely a lot better to pay 16,000 out of pocket than almost a million. So. Oh yeah, no, no. It it goes back to my, you know, I got like little algorithm rules for finances and, you know, legal documents, insurance, it kind of goes where I say insure, insure against things that will blow you up financially if they were to happen right low low mm-hmm. probability low probability events that will blow you up if they happen and right and oh, health, yeah. you know health is absolute i think it's one of the i think it's like top what top three reasons for bankruptcy if not the number oh, one sure reason yeah i'm sure I mean, you know, because even something relatively small can be a hundred or two hundred thousand so yeah, it's, it is a necessary evil. So there's a lot of options. There's plenty of affordable options. You know, if somebody has a larger family and, and is not super wealthy, you know, there are uh, uh, credits. There's essentially, you know, um, ways to get the coverage to be more affordable. And what people don't realize is those credits were expanded this last year. So um, there is a lot of, there's a lot of quote unquote free money out there to help pay premiums. It'll essentially, you know, let's say your premiums are $800 a month. It'll bring them down to $300 a month or $200 a month. Or if somebody has a big family and, you know, they don't make a ton of money. Uh, and when I say don't make a ton of money, I mean, you know, we have a lot of clients that make a hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred $200,000 a year, but have a decent sized family and, um, and they're getting a lot of credits uh, subsidy. So, you know, I, I, what we always try to say is that call, you know, shop the rate, you know, get, get someone to look at it for you. And it's a lot better to find out what your options are than you to think like, oh, one time five years ago, I shopped it. It was like, you know, way too expensive. So I'm just not going to do it. Well, the reality is it is cheaper these days. So. Got it. Okay. That was good. Well, I, I appreciate the the tips and all that. Cause I mean, yeah, health insurance is complex. Man. People think investing is tough. You know, I don't understand that. Right. <laughs> good to have experts. For sure. Well, let, for sure. Let everybody know how they can reach you if they're interested in getting more information. Yeah. My email is just my first name, John, J-O-N, at axisfin.com, A-X-I-S-F-I-N.com. And my office line is 817-618-3369. All right. I appreciate you, man. Hey, thanks, Phil. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.